It's Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network, and I'm here to talk to you about RevengeLover.com. It's a great place to get logos, sponsors, artwork, t-shirts, anything and everything you need artwork design-wise. This is the place to go. Uh, you go to RevengeLover.com, you can check out samples, uh, go ahead and get inquiries, and fit, find something that pretty much fits you, or even get you know some commission-based stuff done. So again, go to www.RevengeLover.com. Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And uh, no, to answer your question, because I'm going to pull back the curtain on everything. So uh, what you guys are listening today is, yes, the title reads correctly. It is Kong Skull Island Movie Review. Uh, we're also going to do a recap of Godzilla. Um, but uh, we will get to a part in the show where we'll be spoilers, 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 and we will be talking about everything about the Kong movies. So if you haven't seen it yet and uh, you want to watch it and not have anything spoiled for you, then when it gets to that part, you can stop it, go see the movie, come back, and relive the magic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, to answer your question, what I was saying is to the listeners as well. So, um, of course, with these monster movies that are going to be coming out, I am going to be releasing uh, Not Another Be Horrorcast slash code site, code name uh, site Omega okay. cast as well. So, um, if you listen to this one, it's going to be the same episode on that one as well, but I'm going to be releasing them uh, pretty much the same thing. So, Anna will be my co-host and or um, other people uh, if they're on the show and they want to talk that kind of stuff. Such as, like, if Lee uh, comes on again with oh, Mike, yeah. uh, he's a huge Godzilla person, stuff like that. So, yes, yeah, so this is going to be pretty much that. So, um, before we dive into all that stuff in the show, um, so, what, yeah, what Anna meant about the, she was asking about intro music. So, it would be the Godzilla intro music when I put it on the Omega one. Okay. Uh, which, I was really proud of that one, because I ended up finding that song by um, Blue Oyster Cult, called Godzilla. And then at the end of it, I was able to cut it so it, it the music plays for a little bit, goes in the thing, and then it goes down, and then you hear the Godzilla roar, and then it jumps into uh, the, podcast? the podcast. That is really cool. But uh, yeah, before we before we dive into all this goodness, of course we have to uh, we have to pay the bills. And how you can also find the show, you go to foreyradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and now Google Play music of course you can listen to uh uh these great shows and everything else but also if you want to do some shopping you're like i gotta do some shopping but i don't want to leave the house uh usually people go to amazon.com you don't go to amazon.com you go to the sasquatch.net you click on that amazon banner and shop like you normally do we'll get a little taste if you do um yeah, so I forgot I was I, I keep I always drop in the Ray Revenge Lover ad, but then I always remember that the Revenge Lover ad I believe is in front of the show anyways. Oh, um, but but you know what? Well, at least I'll, she gets a double kickback. Yeah, so. no, no. Hey, hey, if she makes that revolutionary sheep. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, so that's another thing I wanted to mention just really quickly. Uh, the because uh, you mentioned on the socially awkward uh, episode talking about how Matthew went to Scotland and there was a revolutionary sheep. So well, Ireland, but yes. Oh, excuse me, Ireland. Wow, I totally botched oh, that. Um, but I wanted to mention there's a movie that came from New Zealand and I mentioned it to you for a little bit, but um, it's actually called Black Sheep, which is not to be confused with the um, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Farley, Farley movie. movie. Uh, it's actually about uh, mutant sheep that start biting other sheep and it's sort of like a it's almost like a sheep zombie movie yeah yeah is what you described it to me um pulled up some pictures online laughed my ass off when i yeah. saw them so we're like okay we're gonna we're definitely gonna watch this and this will be that'll be definitely a movie review and it's definitely um, a b-horror movie so it's perfect or or if it's not a movie review it might actually be a commentary track Oh, uh, and clever. we might see if Matthew wants to join us on this one again, and yeah. we could actually set it up a lot better with the the mics and everything like that. But we could do a uh, another sit down like we did with the Lost Boys uh, commentary track. <laughs> Michael, which, I have no idea if that was good or not, but uh, <laughs> I never heard any feedback on it. I don't even know if people listen to it, but I had fun. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it was very cool and everything like that. But before we dive into our show and all that good stuff, Anna, what have you been up to this week? Um, I'm trying to remember what else I did this week. Um, did I get sick last week? Uh, yeah, I was yes, sick last we week. Did not we, do, do we did not do a podcast last week, yes. Yeah, I was sick with... Well, that's the funny thing, is I stopped eating meat and decided to start eating healthier. So, we ordered Chinese, and I went, oh, okay, let me get something with tofu in it, so then, you know, I can still be healthy and not eat meat and all this kind of crap. And I got food poisoning. From tofu. Who the hell does that? I mean, seriously, like, it, it just irritates me that I got food poisoning from freaking tofu. And this is actually the second time since I started eating vegetarian that I got food poisoning. So, either I'm just not allowed to eat vegetarian, or vegetarian, or eating vegetarian is just literally killing me. So, that's the only two things I can figure. But yeah, other than that, I really didn't have much going on. I mean... Uh, you um, had your St. Patty's Day party. Oh, yeah, I did have my St. Patrick's Day party. Thank you. Um, that was actually pretty fun. It seemed to be a uh, rather entertaining party, so... Yeah, we got to play the card game, finally, uh, Joking, Joking Hazard, Hazard, which is Cyanide and Happiness, pretty much Cards Against Humanity, but without just words. It has pictures, and maybe just pictures, maybe pictures and words and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's basically create your own comic yeah, it's, um, and then the yeah, so you play with a bunch of people, and then there's a judge. Basically, the person has to put the uh, there's one that gets drawn, and they have to put it either before or after it, and either people have to, uh, you know, finish the comic or uh, yeah, they uh, so the there's one card that's drawn from it. the deck. Yeah, the judge can choose to make their a card from their hand, either the first card or the second card. And then everyone else has to finish it out with whatever card they yeah, have in their Yeah, so you desk. either have to come up with the beginning of how they got to that thing or the end of what it is. Okay, so if you draw a card and you put the player, the oh, judge, yeah, yeah, puts yeah. a card the either judge, before or yeah. after it. So if you put it before, you have to start the comic. Yeah. If they put it after it, or oh, no, 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 if they put it before it, you end the comic. If you put it after it, then they would have to start the comic. No matter what, the player is ending the comic. 
Yeah. Or the players are ending the con. It's just the judge that chooses See, if I, it's the. I just don't like that. I think <laughs> it should just it should just go the way that I wanted to go. <laughs> okay, we can play it your way whenever we play it again. Um, but anyways, how was your week? Uh, it was good. I've uh, been playing a lot of Zelda. I finally got to sit down. So Raven and I, uh, we were going to do an episode of. Breath of the Wild Part 2, but maybe it's kind of good that we took the the extra time because I've been doing a lot more stuff and branching out and finding new things. So um, I will come back next week with Part 2 because, of course, Raven has a huge update. I have a huge update and just all this other great stuff. And, of course, also Mass Effect Andromeda came out, but you can check that out on the next episode of Arcade Bros when we get to it. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing just a lot of Zelda, and then my loot crate came today, which is pretty solid. Um, I'm excited. Uh, my, I, I decided to uh, get the DX box for this month because uh, apparently there's an exclusive Godzilla item in it. And uh, I waited until, like, Friday to do it, which worked out because I got a coupon then for 50% off of that first box purchase. So I was, oh. like, done. Yeah. So instead of paying the full amount of 400 not 400 the full amount of $44, uh, it was like 20 dollars that I paid. So that was pretty solid. Um, so I'll check it out. I'll let you guys know because I have been weary of uh, – gamer block lately so i might be canceling that i know they're a sponsor but uh and also canceling my nerd block and uh see how things go because you know ot stopped at work and whatnot so figure cut back on the two boxes that i'm not i mean i i I love nerd block though i will say that nerd block's been very on point so i'm just trying to well i'll still get nerd block so you guys will still hear updates from me but but yeah but uh, i don't know i think it's time to branch out maybe with sponsorship and look into uh, loot crate because i'll be getting a little loot crate uh loot wear loot wear this month as well and stuff like that so it's just kind of like you know let's just see what happens um but yeah so got that that was pretty solid had a cool um it's called. It said Primal Rage, which I thought it was for the Primal Rage video game, mm-hmm. but it turns out I guess it's what the one of the characters in Overwatch's power might be. But it's that shirt, a cool like Jurassic Park, you know, uh, electric fences on, keep the Raptors out. Yeah. Uh, cool bottle opener, which is actually really cool. Fits into B Horrorcast. It's uh, the Predator, which I will take pics of this, and they should be on the Instagram. And then there was also the Wolverine. Yeah. So that was pretty pretty solid. So um yeah, I'll post all that stuff on the Instagram or whatnot. But yeah, so we'll find out what that Godzilla item is, and uh, there's supposed to also be which everything ties into this pretty much episode, which um, Godzilla and uh, King Kong also supposed to be some items from Kong or something like that, and the primal one or whatnot. So it's uh pretty pretty good. So anyway, so um yeah, so we'll uh. That was pretty much my week. I don't think I have anything else going on. Um, And then, uh, yeah, we talked about sponsors and everything like that. So I think it's time to dive into... We're going to do the recap of the 2014 movie uh, Godzilla. Now, if you want a full-depth review on that, you can go to... uh, uh, codename Site Omega uh, podcast on the 4i Radio Network, and I believe it's episode two. And I'm joined by guest uh, uh, co-host uh, Eric uh, Barry. Uh, you know him from the Starfleet Escape podcast, and also the uh, uh, Ranger. Uh, God, I always screw this up. I know it's the Power Ranger podcast, but it's the Ranger Command Power Hour. All right. Hopefully these guys don't jump down my my throat. I'm actually excited for. Uh, I actually, don't think they actually listen to this podcast. But, you, know, uh, you, know, you never know if it says 
Kong Skull Island. I know uh, Eric Berry is very into that kind of stuff because he's a huge Power Ranger fan. That's true. Um, but speaking of which, I want to give him a shout-out. Actually, I think he flew out today. Uh, he's going to go see the uh, world premiere of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, movie, you know, like the sneak thing before um, before it gets released this Friday. So, oh, cool. He's a huge Power Ranger fan. I'm really kind of excited to see what he thinks of this movie. Um, and everything like that. So, so shout out to you, Eric Berry, and thank you for helping me out on that episode of the Godzilla because we 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 liked it. We we had a blast with Godzilla. So, if you want a big in depth review, spoilers and everything like that, go to that podcast. So, getting back on track before I <laughs> start just zoning out and making this become life is shit. Um, <laughs> okay, so I originally saw it when it came in theaters. I haven't watched it since, but I've been wanting to. You know, pick it. I basically just gotta buy it and watch it again or whatnot. Uh, I absolutely loved the movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great. You know, introduction to Godzilla again. Uh, a lot of uh, you know the American fans are kind of like, I don't know Godzilla. And then this movie came out and they were like, okay, cool, on board. You had a bunch of people in this movie. The girl who plays Scarlet Witch, uh, the guy who plays Quicksilver, uh, the guy who play. Oh yeah, they were married. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in the Godzilla movie. From the Avengers movie. Oh, that was freaking Quicksilver? Yeah, the Holy guy who played... Holy yeah. I did not recognize him at all. And then you also have Brian Cranston. Now, it's funny to be like, oh my god, so you have this like... Oh yeah. And, and that's what I'm talking and about. And also like, they have the Asian guy who's from uh, Inception, and he's from... The Dark uh, Knight. The Dark Knight. Or no, I'm sorry, he's from Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. He's the one that uh, Christian Bale originally thinks is Ra's al Ghul. Rage. Well, in that movie, it's Roz. No, it's Raish. It's yeah. always been Raish. Well, in the, the Batman Begins. Yeah, they fucked it up. It's, it's a lot Roz. of people had no idea they were t- saying it was Raish Al Ghul. I'm still calling him Raj. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I'm comic book. Long box, yeah, check it out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but like <laughs> I was saying, so you, so you had a pretty big like cast in that movie, basically about Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to tie in a little bit right now. Which they we'll talk about the cast that's in Kong, but again, another star-studded cast for pretty much a movie that's about the monster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, so okay, so jumping back into it now that you know the cast characters and everything like that. So, um. What what okay so right off the bat what did you think of the story uh, the movie and everything basically I guess so we'll do like a little bit of a recap. Um. Well. Oh. Uh. Sorry. I just got distracted by. Uh. His name is Ken Watanabe. Ah. There we go. Uh. He was in. Uh. One of the Transformers movies in 2014. He was in Godzilla in 2014. He uh, Inception was 2010, and then uh, Batman Begins was 2005. Um, so yeah, he's a oh, and he was also in Memoirs of a Geisha in 2005. So he was yes. a busy motherfucker. Yeah, he's been yeah, he's a he's a he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, yeah he gets uh, around. He's got gets like, around, therapy. but yeah. So you have a huge cast. So like yeah. right off the bat, you know, with Godzilla, you have the beginning. It's pretty much telling in the past. Uh, Brian Cranston, the scientist, um, which I know is a very common way to introduce a creature or introduce like a, a like a movie like that or something like that. But I did think that the way that they introduced it, it was very well done in that you actually got attached to the characters very early on in the story. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So that whole earthquake thing happens, and right off the bat, everyone's sitting there going like, "Oh, it's Godzilla! It's got to be Godzilla!" It's it's. That's what Godzilla. I thought at first. Yeah. And then you start having the they talk about no 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 there's these other creatures and they've they've named them Muto. 
Um, and the company that Sprintmetrics knows everything about these MUTOs right now is a company known as uh, Monarch. Monarch, uh, um, which I mention it here because it does have a, a big, big presence in Kong. Um, uh, yeah, so you have that happening, and then it like flashes to the future, and the dad. You you find out that like Brian Cranston's character, the dad, kind of went batshit fucking crazy. I wouldn't uh, say batshit crazy. I would say obsessed. Well, I what I say is like you you go kind of batshit fucking crazy, uh, and you and you're like okay, uh, you and then yeah. when you start watching it, you're like oh no, he's he's not crazy. He's just basically been following this thing that obviously the government covered up, uh, all these other corporations kind of covered up. Like it was just like no no no, this was an earthquake, you know, kind of thing. Which I did think was very very interesting that. Brian Cranston's character picked up on what everyone else did not, and that it was communication mm-hmm. that it was sending out, not just random sound waves. Like, it yeah. was actually communicating with something. I was like, that is very clever. Yeah. So, of course, um, I think a, a great, like, so it starts building, like, all this tension, all this stuff, and then finally... Uh, Oh, where are they at? They're in like an island off of Japan. Japan. It might actually be like Japan or something like that, or Hawaii. I thought it was like an island off Hawaii, but um, they were in Japan. Um, oh yes, yes, they were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're in Japan, and then like basically power goes out. Like there was a huge kind of like almost like a, what was it called? Like uh, like an EMP pulse almost. Yeah, because it kept having electromagnetic pulses happen, and it was very localized to like just the area around that island that they had like near um probably near tokyo i think um and it was just very localized and then they found out that it was getting stronger so they tried to kill it by electrocuting it which i immediately whenever i was watching it i was like and they started electrocuting i was like dude you're just powering it up yeah like that's exactly the wrong thing to do so um once they quote-unquote as I put it, powered it up, then mm-hmm. that's whenever it sent out a huge EMP that knocked everything out. Yeah, so everything's kind of knocked out in the town, and then all of a sudden you see the tide. Mm-hmm. Like, people are trapped inside, they're trying to figure out what's going on, because the military's dealing with this MUTO thing that's on the ground right now that, like, the townspeople have no idea because it's, like, in, like, the forest area of the island. And then all of a sudden you see this tide kind of go all the way back, and then it's this huge fucking tidal wave. But then in the tidal wave you just see... Like, you're just seeing body shots. You're not even seeing head yet, tail yet, or anything like that. It's just literally, like, close-ups of this, like, scaly, huge, like, monster. So, you sit there going, okay, the movie's called Godzilla. Where's Godzilla? (laughs) Yeah. And then Godzilla finally starts showing up. So, with that little bit of anticipation, we're not seeing everything. Like, he'll turn. You'll see, like, the little bit of his back with the spikes coming out. Like, how are you? Were you just, like, were you sitting there going, like, just show the fucking monster already? Were you like, okay... No, I wasn't really, like, on edge just being like, oh, my God, show it already. Like, I was actually invested into this in the story to the point where I wasn't, like, trying to, I don't know. The way I look at it is if I am invested in the story, I will not sit there and try to anticipate what's going on. I'm going to sit back and say, okay, I essentially... In a manner of speaking, I trust you to take me wherever. Like, I'm not going to try to, like, jump ahead and try to figure out what's going on. Oh, no, that's not what I was saying. I was just basically going, like... No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, if it hadn't been holding my interest, I would have been like, all right, just show the fucking monster already. Let's just get it over with. Like, 
but since I wasn't saying like story, guessing where the story was going. Yeah, but I mean, like since that, the story was absorbing me enough, I wasn't, you know, trying to be like, oh, I bet this is gonna happen. I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't kind of like, okay, well, they're taking way too long to show. I was just kind of like going along with the story and being like, all right, just kind of like riding the wave. Yeah, pun uh, intended. Um, all right, so then it starts. You know, the 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 one kid is on the train. Um, that's it stopped. And then all of a sudden you just see this. That was in Hawaii. Oh, no, no, you're right. That was in Tokyo. Yeah. Cause he was doing his flyover. Yeah. He was transferring or whatnot. Um, cause his dad was in, uh, prison there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had yeah, well, I was thinking that was yeah. in Hawaii, but now that was in yeah, Hawaii yeah, it was yet. in Japan. Yeah, so they're going, they're heading back to the airport when all the shit starts going down, mm-hmm. and then literally like the power's out, and you can just kind of see like, and then just kind of just like bites the fucking train. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit! So like that's going on, and then finally they get to the airport scene, and you literally see like the Mudo's hand thing come down, and it's like thrashing about and stuff like that, and then you just literally see all this water just come rushing in. Yeah, and then you just see, and that's what I liked about that shot so much is like you're in the airport looking out with the windows, and you literally just see this, you know, foot go down. Yeah. So okay, so right off the bat, what's you're like, oh shit. Um, for some reason, I'm having tr- a little bit of trouble remembering that part. Yeah, that's I like. I don't know why. Well, it's the part where like, okay, so the foot comes down, and it starts like panning up, and then all of a sudden it kind of it shows it shows Godzilla. Switches back to the Muto. The Muto, like, kind of snarls and does, like, this screech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashes back to Godzilla, and Godzilla literally is just, like, does this little, like, head tilt thing, looks at it, and then does his roar. Which I love that part so much, because after he does that roar, it's almost bird-like, because he kind of, like, after he does it, he kind of, like, ruffles and, like, shrugs his shoulder, and he's like, what up, bitch? Yeah. It really reminds me of, like, whenever a bird is happy, and they just, like, fluff out their feathers. Mm. He's just like, damn right, let's bring it. Like, it was just such, so, so well done. Just that one freaking thing. I was like, all right. I am totally into this movie. So, yeah. So, uh, they you see them fight for a little bit on, like, the TV and everything like that. And then you start finding out that they're like, okay, well, we have to go to this other facility. Mm-hmm. So, you found out that uh, Monarch has this other facility. It's, like, built into this mountain. They basically just start storing a bunch of stuff there. And then you find out, boom, there's another Muto. Which, actually, I thought was very interesting because they were saying, well, it was radioactive, so we killed it. And then we start, then, like, the the U.S. Army took it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, where do they put it? And then the guy goes, where do you keep all your nuclear waste? Like, they literally just had this creature yeah. that they thought they had killed who survives off of radioactivity yeah. in a, just a giant pile of nuclear waste. And I was like, how dumb can you be? Yeah, which is funny because then it's like it's the back of the mountains ripped out. Yeah. Um, it's like the thing's just been feeding off all that stuff for like that many years. So then you find out, oh shit, there's two of them, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And then you find out, oh, one's a male, one's a female, and they want to repopulate. Yeah. And you're like, okay, shit, fuck. And then you're like, okay, well, <laughs> Vegas gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and then you sit there thinking about it going like, okay, well then how does Godzilla fit into this? And then you find out that one of the guys who's part of um, Monarch, he starts explaining the fact that it's like he's been – we've been following these – these things for years we've been following him to be exact for years you know godzilla and some of that they have all these pictures they have all this stuff 
um, and everything like that. It's all like we weren't just doing testings out in the middle of nowhere. We were trying to kill it, you know, in the beginning. And then it comes to realize that Godzilla is almost like kind of like this this balance to nature yeah, kind of figure in the movie where it's like he's there to kind of protect when the shit hits the fan. So it's kind of like interesting, which is also kind of interesting when it ties into Kong as well. So it's like, okay, so you start finding that out. So you're like, okay, so Godzilla's kind of here to help. So you kind of have, like, the military, like, following him, monitoring him, stuff like that, which is also really freaking cool, just him in the water, where it's like you just see, like, how big his actual, like, scales are compared to, like, boats and stuff. Yeah. And he's going under things and everything like that. And then, of course, uh, you find out that the two Mutos are going to be meeting in, what was it, like, San Francisco, I think they were. Either San Francisco or L.A. It's somewhere in California. I think it was San Francisco. I'm going to go with San Francisco, I, th I think, just because it had the San Francisco Bridge. Oh, oh yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were going to go there, and they basically were going to mate, and their hive was going to be there, and then, boom, just the dish bash. And, they're, and they're, they're looking at it, like, from, what, like, it's only two of these, yeah. and they've already destroyed how much yeah. in this amount of days, so they're kind of like, so a shit ton of them? Actually, it was like in a matter of hours, like, so much just got destroyed. Yeah. Like, literally destroyed. Um, And then also, I thought it was very interesting, whenever they actually meet, like, the two Mutos meet. Yeah. That was a very interesting, just like, how they were, like, rubbing up against each other mm. it was almost cat-like, and, like, how he, like, gives her the little gift of, like, the bomb or the train yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I was like, this is very, like, they really paid attention to, like, how, like, two mates of, like, yeah, kind of random species would yeah. actually interact. Like, it was very, very interesting. And then I like it. So Godzilla shows up in, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco, and he's all like, all right, I gotta kill these two things. And, of course, the the flying one, which I think is the male, yep. it's the it's the smaller version of it because the female was the bigger one. So the female, basically, they did their thing. She's laying her eggs. She's getting the nest ready and stuff like that. Basically, he's in, fuck you, I need to protect the, the nest and stuff like that. So he starts fucking with Godzilla. And I, this is the thing with me, like, I love Godzilla, so seeing him get fucking tore up by this fucking thing, and literally at this one point I was just like, fuck, this stupid thing. Like, right? like, like I'm like, yeah. I was all like, rip its fucking wings off, man, come on. But I just love the fact where he just literally just whipped his tail, poof, yeah. right up against the thing, and literally kind of just like, fuck you. Yeah, he just like slammed him against the building, and it's just like, whatever, and just like walks off, and you're like... Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, so I think he does. Does he rip the wings off? I'm trying to remember the no, fight sequence. No, he doesn't. Then. I don't think he rips the wings off. With so, the male, uh, eventually, yeah. Um, while they're fighting, like the female starts getting involved and starts getting pissed off. Yeah, because basically they found out that the female she leaves the nest, and then the army, like the team that's going in, they're going to go in and destroy the hive. Well, they're gonna. No, no, they were actually going in to get the bomb to get it out of the city because it was, uh, like it's basically essentially a nuclear bomb, and it would have killed like people oh. if it had gone off where it was. So they're trying to either disable it or get it out of that area and get it as far away as they could. So they could get the casing open to stop the bomb because mm -hmm. it was like a clockwork bomb so they started moving it then the guy who um was quicksilver brian, yeah, brian yeah, cranston's son um notices that the whenever the the female leaves the nest he notices that it's that it's basically on top of like a gas or like gasoline is like leaking out like so that's Which right, I thought yeah. was brilliant because, oh, we actually jumped over a, a part. So uh, whenever Godzilla shows up, 
at the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like there's bunches oh, of yeah. children on the Golden Gate Bridge, and he actually like stands up and is blocking the. I mean the, the mili- missile fire. Yeah, yeah, he's blocking the missile fire because the the military starts firing missiles at him because they're like he's going to destroy the city. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. So he like rises up and is blocking it. And my favorite, I just love that part because it's like while they're shooting stuff at him, he's literally screaming at him like, "Yo, I'm trying to help. Like, cut it out." Yeah. Like, just his facial expressions were done so brilliantly. Um, oh yeah, so there's that part, but then so like he's battling the yeah he was battling the one and they're like in the egg area and that's when he goes okay let me light this motherfucker on fire we'll get this out of here and as soon as he does that the female when she's helping distracted. yeah when she's helping the male fight Godzilla she gets distracted and runs back and that's when Godzilla I think turns the ties on that little motherfucker then knocks uh, him into the building yeah it takes him out and then Godzilla's like all right well I'm trucking for you know Big Mama and then what I liked about that is like she shows up. And she's going after the the soldier now because she's like, fuck you, you destroyed all my a-. Oh, and that was the other thing. When she, I believe when she runs in there and sees everything on fire, you she, hear her like screech. Yeah, and she's uh, pissed. And it's like, like she has that whimper kind of like, and then literally, yeah, I totally forgot about, yeah, how like the detail they did with something. Literally, it just, it's like, yeah. sees him and, and it's just And you just like, see her face and she's just like, oh. Fuck you. Yeah, so she starts going after him. He takes off, and of course then when she comes out of her little like thing trying to track him down, Godzilla shows up and starts wailing on her, I think. Which just reminded me of another part that I thought was so freaking cool just visually because there was one part where, I mean, obviously they're destroying buildings all over the place, so there's like dust and smoke everywhere. And there's this one part where they're just showing a cloud and all of a sudden you just see like blue lights and you just start seeing it go like from the tip of Godzilla's spine all the way up his back and you're just like, oh, oh, fuck. Like the second I saw it, I was like, that fucking tail though. Like, holy crap. The things that he does with that tail, I'm just like, oh my God. Um, But yeah, I digress. So... Uh, the dude starts running away, and the male is killed at this point. Yeah. So, uh, Brian Cranston's son starts running away. Um. Oh, yeah, sorry, I just was pulling the clip up because I'm trying to, like, recap everything. No, you're good. For the small little, uh, (laughs) (laughs) recap of Godzilla, and of course there's a stupid fucking, uh, you can, I don't care about this guy in Sedona. (laughs) Fuck you. Sedona Um, can fuck right off. I'm sorry for any listeners in, uh. Sedona. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, he's trying to get the bomb out, the casing and everything like that, and then, yeah, the Mudo comes walking in. Yeah, okay, it's so on the boat, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he ends up, yeah, the, the bomb goes, ends up going on the boat, so he's trying to get the boat out into the middle of the water so it doesn't kill people because yeah. he can't get it open. Yeah, that's right, and then she's trucking her way to him. Mm-hmm. So he's coming, like... Oh, yeah, because uh, Godzilla ended up getting hit by a freaking building. Yeah, that's what happened. Godzilla's like, like, so Godzilla went out and he kind of took over, like, he's, like, running. Yeah, because they share that little bit of a moment with the thing. And then, of course, yeah, so he's out on the water now and then, oh, yeah, that's what I like. So he's out on the water and the Muto comes out into the water. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot how big that fucking thing was. So I'm just, like, watching the clip right now to get the idea. Yeah, so this thing is fucking pissed. But then it, then you, then it dawns on you. You're like, wait a minute, they're in the water? Oh, shit. That's like Godzilla's fucking playground. Yeah, that's his territory. So 
So yeah, so the Muto's going to, and then boom, Godzilla bites it in the neck. Fucking, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that's what he's doing. He's about to do the, you're thinking the jaw thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's gonna fucking, nope, he fucking, fucking fire breaths down its fucking throat. That, yeah, because I then, was like watching it, and I was literally like sitting on the edge of the couch, I was like, do it, do it, do it, and then I remembered like his tail lights up, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember Steve telling me about this, and it just fucking like lit up, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I gosh. totally forgot about that, so not only does he do that, mm-hmm. and the head comes off, and he holds the head, Yeah. and then he sits there and goes, does his roar, Yeah. and then he just fucking drops it. He I, just tosses the head, like, I'm yeah. done with this now. Yeah, I'm gonna... Alright, hold on, people. So yeah, so Godzilla pretty much kind of ends. But yeah, I freaking love the ending as well, because at the end... Oh, okay, cool. Oh, no, that's... Uh, I wanted to get the other one. Where... Let's go back a little bit. Alright, so he's on the boat now. He's getting away. Sorry, I just want to get the Godzilla sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I know it was a pretty big recap for uh, Godzilla, but now we're going to be going... So I'm just going to... Ended on this kind of thing. Oh my god, did that? Go back a little more. Yeah. Alright. So, that was our Godzilla recap. Now, Anna? Yes? Um, seeing this movie for the first time. Uh, yes. Liked it? Yes. Uh, what would, out of, uh, out of five, five out of five Muto heads, <laughs> what would you give Godzilla? Um, honestly, never seen a Godzilla movie before, so I have nothing com- to compare it to, other than other creature features that I've seen. Um, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about it. Like, it is really freaking good i'd probably give it a five out of five um okay. I mean, granted the the rating might change if i like whenever i see the originals and stuff like i might like some of the older ones better but like well you, you gotta it's a uh, i'll say this uh, uh, godzilla old school godzilla movies uh mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i love them and i know what they are and stuff like that but it, it is a very very acquired taste <laughs> um in watching that but without further ado kids i know we're already like half yeah we're like 34 minutes into the podcast yes i know i'm pulling back the curtain a lot tonight but yeah so of course so that was a recap of godzilla to get you guys caught up to speed because we're going to be talking about spoilers 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 of kong skull island uh came out this year um and we're going to talk about all the easter eggs that i know of uh we're going to talk about um spoilers and everything that so without further ado spoiler 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 Turn it off now if you don't want to hear it. Okay, so if you're still listening now, this is our review, recap, everything and everything. Kong, Skull Island. All right, Anna, right off the bat. Kong dies. No. Uh, (laughs) um, No, uh, I really, really liked it. Like, um, I know I mentioned this to you before, and I swear I won't mention it again. But I personally was not a fan of the Peter Jackson King Kong because I felt like it was long-winded. That being said, I thought I was not going to like this movie and I was not looking forward to seeing it, honestly. But I freaking loved it. It was really, really good. I'm going to say it's probably going 
to be within the top three movies of 2017. I think it's going to be very, very hard to top this year. Okay. Um, yeah, Kong, uh, Kong Skull Island was fantastic uh, right off the bat. You know, you have a, you have a full studded cast. You have uh, Tom Hiddleston. You have uh, Samuel Jackson. You have John Goodman. You have... Uh, the chick, what's her name? I'm trying to remember that chick, but I'm also trying to remember... Oh, uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, he was Is great. in it as well. Um, yeah, I should probably pull up the... I, I kept forgetting the females actors. Yeah, I can't remember her name either right now. Um, Matthew was all about it. Um, should have had him come on and... <laughs> Talk about it. Um, yeah, it was uh, Brie Larson. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, you had a lot of people in this movie, um, and it was pretty good. So right off the bat, the, the film starts off in 1943 or 44. Mm -hmm. uh, it's two pilots crash land on an island. Uh, it looks like it seems to be, what, World War One. Yes. Uh, they crash off. It's a it's an American and a Japanese gentleman, and they're pretty much fighting to the death. And then pretty much out of nowhere, you just see this huge paw come down. The face rises, and it's like boom, King Kong, Skull Island, boom. So you're into it. So then it skips, and next thing you know, it's 1973. Uh, we just pulled our troops out of the Vietnam War, which I thought was a pretty cool tie-in and stuff like that. Uh. I'm sorry, it was World War II, not World War I. Oh, it was World War II, okay. Yeah. But anyways, oh, wait, no, it would have been, because it was Pearl Harbor issue, because they're fighting the Japanese. Oh, yeah, then it was World War II. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, no, you're fine. Um, so, yeah, so then 30 years pretty much passes what they're trying to get the uh, the point across in this movie. Um you uh, find John Goodman running into this, uh, you know, office, this uh, government office and everything like that because, of course, Vietnam has ended. They're pulling the troops home. There's no need for certain weapons and stuff like that. So the guy's like, I need to get this in for the funding so we can go ahead and do this. So John Goodman's running in and you notice that his suitcase says Monarch. And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, shit, that ties in with Godzilla. But this is... The prequel to all this, if you yeah. think about it. So you're like, all right, he goes running in with an assistant of his. They start talking about stuff. They're like, hey, look, we found this island that no one's been able to find before because we were finally able to shoot pictures from the satellite and stuff like that. Now, we know it's an overtop view, but we just don't know what's on the island. So he's trying to talk to them and be like, you know, hey, we don't want we don't want the Russians to get there first. Which know, I also thought was very interesting because they were basically saying the reason why no one can find it is because there's just a perpetual storm cloud around this island, so or like a perpetual like weather uh, system on like uh, that surrounds the island yeah. and hides it from most views. For most views and stuff like that, but they're like you know the Russians they got their stuff up there they're gonna get this you know within the next two days if we don't get there first we're gonna miss out on this you know unclaimed pretty much land. Uh, then he, yeah, he pretty much throws that in there. So the guy's like, okay, I can't believe we're doing this. So then they start leaving and they realize they need like a guide, kind of like a military crew. And you're all like, okay, this is kind of extreme for like a scout mission yeah. of an island kind of stuff. And then you find out, uh, you know, they're, they're flying there. You get a reporter that comes along too to get some stuff. You know, Samuel Jackson, you know, the war is over. He doesn't know what he's going to do. You know, when he's asking all of his other privates, like, where are you going to go? Like, and it turns out, like, they get that phone call. They're like, hey, we need, uh, you know, we need men. So they're basically about to go home, and they're like, nope, now you're going to shipped off to this thing. Yeah. So they go to, they're flying, they're, they flew out there to Japan, Japan to get uh, Tom Siddleston's character, I believe they were in Japan, when they found him. And he was pretty much, uh, yeah, he was named James Comrade, and he was like a, like a, what do they call him? It was a, a locator, or... 
Oh, well, they were calling him a tracker. I tracker. That was a tracker. Yeah. So, um, so they get their crew going. They go over there and they're looking at all the weapons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, why do they for why do they need this for a scout mission or whatnot? Like somebody knows something that no one has said anything before. So then they finally get their shot to go into the island because they had to watch out for the electrical storm. There's going to be like a little bit of a gap, but it looked like it didn't happen at the time that they thought it was going to happen. Well, uh, they basically it never really stops. It's just it was this this was the most delayed it was going to be, but they thought it was going to be more subdued than it actually was. Yeah. Which actually, um, I might be stealing your thunder on this, but when they're going through the storm, yeah. I thought it was so, like, so, so interesting and so, so brilliant that while they're flying through the storm, Samuel Jackson is talking to his squadron who are flying, mm-hmm. um, and he's just, he's quoting the story of, uh, I can't remember the Greek god. Oh, Icarus. Icarus, with yes, the, with the wax wings the wax that he flew wing. too close to the sun. And, like, the entire time that they're flying through the storm, he's just talking to them, and it's just a great representation of like basically you might be doing something like really stressful really nerve-wracking and possibly even life-threatening but like he's just kind of like talking them through it and talking to them and giving them something to distract themselves with so then they don't start panicking and thinking about it too much and i just thought that was such a cool touch to have no i was not going to talk anything about that so oh okay. <laughs> cool <laughs> so they come flying through and they see this island and they're like oh my god this is like beautiful looking and they're seeing these trees and everything like that and then uh they start dropping these chargers because they said with the chargers with the shock it will bring out like you know we can map the island better with the uh see the depths of the caverns yeah. uh, as the one guy put it and then you find out that uh, those shockwaves woke up something, <laughs> and it was not happy because all of a sudden you see people going like, "Man, this island and stuff." And then they look up and you just see this palm tree flying towards them. And they're like, "What is that?" And then all of a sudden, just boom into the cockpit. Yeah. That helicopter goes down, and then you see like fists come down, feet and everything like that. And it finally is like, "What the hell is that?" And you get to see boom Kong. Yeah. Now, I was very surprised that that was their first, like... That was their first move? Like, yeah, of Kong. And you're like, okay. And then you start realizing he is fucking taking out this entire fucking squad. I think it was, what, maybe three choppers survived? Um, none of them actually landed. They all crashed. (laughs) Well, I mean, I would say three teams survived. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. One landed. The rest of them crashed. Uh, I think about six of them actually exploded yes. out of, like, ten. So, <laughs> like, so Kong is just throwing these things around, like, ragdoll smash him. He literally actually grabs one of the blades and breaks it, and then you find out, like, later, like, it did actually, like, cut his hand up and shit like that, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah, he's just, he's throwing these people around, like, ragdolls and shit like that. So right off the bat, you're like, okay, I notice. I'm like, okay, Kong... Is not really doing the ape stand. He's standing more like uh, a yeah. human. He's standing more upright. He's standing like okay. Now everyone was talking about Kong. You know he is he is not huge in this movie. Now he's he's bigger than the the Kong, King Kong we know, uh, but he's not quite as big as quote unquote Godzilla. Uh, then we find out he's an infant. Yeah, he, that was great. Yeah, he's he's just a baby at this one point, and you're like oh shit. So Kong is gonna get bigger. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so he's he's just dist- so this is just him at like infant, maybe teenage. I don't even know, but he's just thrashing the stuff around, and then literally like he just hit puberty. That's why he's pissed. Probably his voice is changing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, he, he breaks them all up and they kind of crash land. And then finally, like Samuel Jackson, there's, there's that one moment. So Samuel Jackson's just sitting there and he's just staring like this fire is going and everything like that. And Kong is just like looking back at him like, you want to go? Like, Well, he was just like, what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do, bitch? You know, what are you going to do? And then he's like, so then Samuel Jackson now has this fucking, uh, vendetta, vendetta. Yeah. against, uh, Kong at this point. You're like, okay. And it's like, it's true. Yeah. He killed all of his men and stuff like that. But then when you find out what's going on, you're like, okay, well now he's just, you know, doing his shit. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, Samuel Jackson really takes it to the extreme, to the point where he literally cannot be reasoned with. Like people are trying to tell him, no, 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 this is why Kong was upset. And Samuel Jackson just like refuses to listen. Yeah, so um, when everyone crash lands, they kind of get the radio contact going like, okay, well, we'll meet up. We'll try to meet at this point, or we'll try to get to the edge. The Basically, track down to the, uh, the river's north end, end. The north end of the island so we can at least make our journey out of this place. Um, so they're like, okay, so everyone's on their own little adventure. Um, uh, of course, the one group of army men with Samuel Jackson, they run into like this huge like weird bamboo kind of like spider creature thing. Yeah. Yeah, at first I thought it was like a uh, a stick bug. Yeah. And then it was like turned out to be a fucking spider. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Matthew, I'm sure loved that. So part. we did. Oh yeah, Matthew was like, fuck that thing. <laughs> um, so you run into that thing and you, they kill that and you're like, okay, and it's like, okay, more shit. And then like like Tom Hiddleston's like group was literally like they saw this huge kind of like water buffalo kind of creature yeah. thing. Like I wouldn't even like a yak maybe like a yeah. huge giant yak. And he's kind of sitting in the water. It's just like, and he just kind of gets up and then just like walks away. And it's like, oh, okay. Like they literally, like, honestly, they didn't deal with half of the shit that everyone else likes. Now I can see well, why yeah. Samuel Jackson was probably pissed. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like their group was very non-invasive. Like the rest of them were like, well, fuck this, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, Samuel Jackson kind of had it coming. So I thought they did a great, uh, they did a great, uh, like, like, way how they kind of told the story and wo- mm-hmm. wove it together because like right out then you find out like they run into this this kind of stone area mm-hmm. uh tom hiddleston's group and they're sitting there and then all of a sudden uh these people come out of like the walls because they're all like painted and stuff you're like oh crap and then all of a sudden you see this man come running out uh, just John white C. dude, Riley, white like, dude with a huge this? beard he's like whoa 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 guys whoa now don't get me wrong. The movie was great. The movie was fantastic. It gets to John C. Riley's part, and then it becomes like this whole it's like the most amazing, hilarious it's, thing ever. It's funny, but it's also kind of like it, it's it's not like they're just trying to be funny to be yeah. funny. You find out that that was the gentleman in the beginning of the movie who's been on the island for thirty years, and it's very complimentary to the movie. But at the same time, it really lightens it up a lot. Like even with the very serious parts, like John C. Riley did a great job of balancing between being very serious and being just like the most ridiculous like bad shit fucking crazy dude you've ever seen oh yeah because he would he would say lines and you're like oh that's funny but then you're also like oh yeah that's right he's been stranded on an island for 30 years so he has no idea yeah of what happened in this outside world so some of his humorous hilarious were like oh we put a man on the moon he's like oh did you guys just leave him there like yeah he's like <laughs> what do they eat yeah one of the guy goes tang spam (laughs) so it's like um so yeah they meet him and he starts pretty much telling them about the village um he's like yeah the people are very nice and friendly you know um they worship pretty much 
Kong. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, and you find out that Kong's parents actually died, and Kong is an infant, so you're like, oh, shit, this guy's going to get bigger. And then you find out, oh, no, he's like a protector. He's like a, you know, he, he pretty much keeps us away from the uh, the skull crawlers, as he calls them, which is a great, great scene in the movie. He's like, the other ones. And he's like, what other ones? Like, I call them skull crawlers. And they're like... And everyone's face is just like... Uh, it's like, man, that sounds stupid. <laughs> now that I say it out loud, it sounds really stupid. Sounds like, like, no, 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 it's fine. We can go with that. That's totally cool. He's <laughs> like, all right. So then it becomes, that's what they're called. It's, but again, like, mixing comedy and tragedy, like, after he says that, then they're like, oh, well, did your friend get killed by Kong? And he's like, no, he got killed by one of them. And it's just this moment where you can just see, like, just this devastating sadness because, like, this was the only person that he actually really talked to. On the island, yeah. He had this, like, huge, like, if you think about it, he had this huge connecting experience with this guy, because they were, like, in the beginning of the movie, they're literally trying to kill each other. Then it turns around, Kong shows up, and they both kind of look at each other, and they have this bonding moment of, what the fuck was that? Yeah. So, and they were friends for, I don't, like, a long time, like, years and years mm-hmm. before his friend finally got killed. So he literally, like, loses his friend to these creepy little lizard things yeah and it's just like it's really sad but then he immediately turns around like and like completely lightens the mood by calling him skull crawlers yeah um another part i forgot to mention is uh you see uh when, when all the army people are split up one of the men are by them he's by himself yes. like there's no other people so he's just trying to meet up so he actually runs into kong again and kong doesn't see him but kong comes walking into the water starts drinking and then all of a sudden you just see this huge octopus just come out and start trying to, like, take him down. And he literally just, like, punches it in the face. Rips it apart. Rips it apart, starts eating it. And, like, That's and then he's just, I like, dragging it. it off. Like, yeah, I love that part because he's literally, like, he bites, like, one of the legs off and kills the octopus. And he just starts slurping the leg. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. So basically getting to that. So what I thought was really cool. So the one guy who ran to Kong and saw that, he's in this wooded area. And all of a sudden, like, the, once they talk about the skull uh, crawlers, he's in this wooded area. The branch starts moving. It's almost like this wooden kind of grasshopper. He, like, shoots at it, but it's, like, docile. Like, it's, like, I think it's, like, a not, any, uh, not a carnivore. Yeah. So it was just kind of, like, it moved along. And then he's, like, okay. And then literally right when they told you about the skull crawlers, he turns around and then it's, that jumps at him. And it's done. And you're, like, oh, shit. So they did, like, a really good introduction of telling you what it is. Yeah. And then you fucking see it for, like, a split second. You're, like, oh, shit. Which is very interesting the way that they – yeah, again, the way that they present and everything is great because um, before you see – like, it's kind of like – at first, whenever you see Kong, you just think it's just, like, this giant aggressive ape that's Mm -hmm. just pissed off. And then as the movie progresses, you see more and more of Kong and see, oh, yeah, he's actually pretty gentle. Then you find out he's the protector, and then he's fighting against these other things. Yeah. The second you find out about the other things, then they show up. And it's just, like, just, like, basically holding on to the information until they absolutely need to provide it. And then right after you find out that information, then you meet the next yeah, thing. they did a they did a good job of, like, doing that. So then, so you have all that kind of stuff going on, which is kind of cool. So... Um, so seeing these huge creatures, this huge island, all this kind of stuff, it starts building your memento for, okay, okay, this is, this is Godzilla stuff. We're getting into, okay, how does all this stuff connect and everything like that? So then you find out, 
John C. Riley kind of built, they built a boat, his character. So they fix it up, they start sailing down the river, and they find the other one team, uh, Samuel Jackson's team or whatnot. And, of course, he's on this huge mission because he wants his guns mm-hmm. um, so he can take down pretty much Kong or whatnot. So he convinces them to be like, okay, you guys go back by the boat, like one group of them, and then he's all like, all right, we're going to go through this thing. And John C. Riley goes with him. He's like, no, you, you don't want to go that way. That's like the bad part of the island. Like, Well, actually, that was the thing that irritated me the most about like what uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character did because he literally goes, okay, well, we're going to try to find our missing person. And so then everyone's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to find the missing person. Then we're going to go back to the boat and we're going to go, you know, to the north side of the, the island and all this kind of stuff. And then once they find out that the guy's dead, then he's like, oh, hell no, I'm going after Kong. And then John C. Riley's like, that's a really bad idea. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do this. But basically, like, so yeah, so they're trucking in one area and they literally run into, um, they literally get into pretty much the burial ground or the lair of these uh, skull crawler creature things, because, like, you see the huge Kong parents. Yeah, it's their... it's sort of like the... Well, because elephants do this thing where they have, like, a almost like a graveyard where they'll go certain places to die. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was probably what it was originally, and then the skull crawler things just kind of, like, to be mocking made it their own. Mm. But that's just my theory. So, uh, but yeah, so then that huge fight breaks out with those things. Uh, you find out there's like these weird pterodactyl like razor beak like creatures also in that area. They're flying down and attacking yeah. them. Uh, John C. Riley is a badass in this part. He has yeah. like a samurai sword and shit like that. Um, then yeah, John Goodman's character died. He gets eaten by one of them, which was such just like one of those like. It was funny and sad at the same time because it was tragic because he had a camera that was malfunctioning. And so it kept, like, flashing and going off, so John Goodman got eaten. But then, like, it was cool and creepy at the same... And funny at all at the same time, because, like, every time they were trying to figure out where this one thing was, like, you'd hear, like, the wind-up, and then you see the flash, and yeah, like, like whenever the, la- the flash is powering back up. So it's kind of funny and kind of creepy at the same time yeah so there's that huge fight that breaks out there they finally get out of there he yeah like you said he throws the you know army tags at him going like your man's dead or anything yeah. like that. and he's like okay i'm going after kong and they're like all right well we're gonna do our thing and we gotta go and then of course like he sets up this huge napalm thing they get all this stuff ready to you know pretty much attack uh you know call out kong and get him you know his attention and fight him um, and then Tom Hiddleston and uh, Brie Larson's all like, all right, well, we, we uh, this is the only weird part that I thought. I'm like, I get it and stuff of like that because you want to have that human who's like, we got to save Kong. And you're kind of like, Kong don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> he did a little bit. Um, well, I mean, I think that the reason why is because they're like, we need to stop Samuel Jackson from being a total fucking idiot and killing the only thing that's keeping these lizard things from... Yeah, like, from attacking, like, yeah, like Taking branching. over everything, basically, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So he's the one that keeps him on the island, so it's like, okay, <laughs> so... They go ahead, they take care of, uh, Samuel Jackson and Kong have this huge kind of fucking firefight, kind of, literally, firefight. Yeah. Um, he sets all this napalm on and everything like that. Which was really sad and really clever at the same time that they actually poured napalm into the water. Yeah. And mixed it in the water, so then the second, like, a match hit it, like, the entire thing just went up in flames. Yeah. So... So, yeah, so it looks like Kong's almost beaten with that, but, of course, setting off all these explosions and the huge fire and stuff like that, they woke up the big uh, 
skull crawler because all the other ones were babies and kong can handle those but he can't handle if you wake up the big bad one yeah because kong, kong is, still is an he's infant. still an infant at this point so you're like oh shit kind of thing um which by the way so the skull thing is like maybe a little bit bigger than kong uh not like by much and he's an infant yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like shit, dude. Like, he, uh, I can't wait for that. Godzilla shit. Uh, but yeah, so that happens. Then the, um, the huge uh, creature shows up and kind of just kills Samuel Jackson. Um, and then, uh, basically the thing is on, it's almost about to kill Kong. And then, no, Kong's like knocked out, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but there was one point that I wanted to mention that. I thought what I said was hilarious, but you apparently didn't think it was that funny. But there's this one part where um, Tom Hiddleston and what's the chick's name again? The chick. Um, Brie. Brie Larson. They uh, run into Kong. Well, Kong sees them while they're trying to figure out where the boat is. And the, like they both have this moment of like kind of showing Kong, like, look, we're not here to destroy you. We're just trying to get off the island. So they have like the kind of this connecting moment. <laughs> I was watching it literally going... Wow, apparently Tom Hiddleston's a girl because Kong does not like men, especially not in the old ones. So, but I thought that that was very, like, kind of like a, it was, like, again, it was representative of Kong being the protector and being, like, yeah. understanding, like, look, I know you guys aren't all bad. It's just I'm trying to, you know... Keep yeah, I need to protect you know, what's mine and everything that. Right. Um, so, yeah, so then, of course, uh, the, cre- the skull uh, crawler is pretty much chasing after them once they're trying to get back to the boat. Uh, Kong shows up, and he starts wailing on them. And uh, that's a pretty good fight scene with some of that. But then, of course, the, the thing gets the upper hand on Kong, and Kong ends up, like, getting kind of chained to, like, this... He gets knocked into a boat like that a boat crashed onto the island. On the island. So these chains are wrapped around him. He's just kind of, like, stuck there and everything like that. So I thought it was a really cool homage because then um, he, you know, he starts breaking through them to try to help everybody and get rid of this thing. So he starts doing it. It's like the old King Kong movie where he's like chained up and you're like, Oh, this is a great fucking, you know, thing to it. And then I like it because then he not only like, he can't like, he keeps one of the chains kind of wrapped around his wrist and another one is attached to the uh, propeller. Yeah. And he's like swinging around like, all right, now shit's going to get real (laughs) kind of thing. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, that was really cool. Whenever he's just like, oh, look, a propeller. Let me start swinging this and see what happens. He just, like, slams it into the freaking skull crawler's head. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I also like that because then he, like, did the thing, like, he did an uppercut to it. Yeah. Like, like the blade. And you, that's when I thought it was dead. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then it fucking gets back up. Uh, Kong goes to save the girl because she gets knocked off the thing because she distracts it with, like, a flare. Yeah. Uh, and Kong saves her. And then what I like about it, so Kong literally has... Um, her in his palm. In his palm. And this and Troll trying to fight this other thing. And what I like is, like, the thing grabs his arm and pulls it into his mouth, like, trying to get the female with or whatnot. With his tongue, yeah. With his tongue or whatnot. And then what I like with Kong, Kong literally just musters up all his strength, literally just yanks and literally pulls, like, the tongue, the, tongue. the brain, just, like, anything and everything <laughs> that that thing was attached to out. And then what I like, he's just, like... Just, just, like, kind of shakes it off, yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit, kind of thing. So that was a pretty cool fight scene and everything that. Um, oh, that's what that's going on. It's my ice machine, finally. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, it's just one of those, uh, it was a great fight scene, a lot of cool fight scenes in that yeah. movie. Um, it explains, like, Matthew's question, where he's like, why, why, why can't anyone see this big ape kind of thing, you know? Um, <laughs> what does Matthew have as for the next? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I haven't had anything to eat since lunch, so it's one of those. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so, um, movie ends, like, they get off the island, they go home, pretty much, we're not going to talk about this kind of thing, you know? And then post-credit scenes, yes, there's post-credits. Uh, if you're still listening to this, uh, spoilers again if you haven't seen it, but uh, <laughs> all of a sudden you see Tom Hiddleston's character and uh, Brie uh, Larson, and they're in this like kind of like interrogation room. Yeah, which I love because like Tom Hiddleston's trying to get out, get out and he's like, we're not going to tell the Russians, don't worry about it, yeah. we're not going to tell anybody, and Brie just goes, I'm going to tell the Russians. He's like, she's going to tell the Russians. Great. <laughs> yeah. And he's just getting, like, so irritated because he wants to leave, and they yeah. won't let him. And then finally the door opens, and it's uh, the two scientists who survived the encounter on Kong Island, and they're part of uh, a Monarch. And you're like, okay, they're like, uh, yeah, Kong isn't the only one. Yeah. And you're like, there's been cave drawings all around the world that we've been finding now, or on these little bits and islands and everything that's scattered throughout pretty much our earth and literally the first one shows up and it's literally a wall painting and it's godzilla and you're like oh shit yeah and then they do the next one and it's like this bird pterodactyl kind of creature and you're like oh shit rodan okay next one same cave drawing but it's a moth you're like fucking moth right and then the, la the next one after that i was just like holy shit it is a cave drawing that takes up the entire cave and it's three-headed dragon, King fucking Ghidorah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And then the last slide they show is, like, there's something coming that this is all building to. So this is happening. Kong happens in 1973. Uh, and, of course, Godzilla, I believe, was in our time, 2014 kind of thing. And it shows King Ghidorah in the middle, Godzilla on one side, Mothra and Rodan and they're like, it's preparing for something. Oh, and you're shit. like, oh shit, like the fucking monsters are getting together. And of course, yes, in 2019, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, sequel to the Godzilla movie is coming out. And in 2020, Godzilla vs. King Kong. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be great. I cannot wait for what... Cannot only imagine what King Ghidorah is gonna look like in there. I mean, I've seen some cons concept arts, and you're just like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> so before we give our rating of uh, Kong Skull Island, we will give you Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 78 percent, and 75 percent of the audience liked it. I kind of saw that like it wasn't gonna be like a huge, yeah. you know, kind of thing, but still a pretty good score. So that's awesome. Uh, and then, of course, IMDb gave Kong, I believe it was a 7, what was it? Yeah, 7.1 out of 10. So, again, not bad and everything like that. I mean, it was That's a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping, like, I kind of do want, like, a, another Kong in between all this other kind of stuff, but I also want those same characters back in it, like Tom Hiddleston and all those kind of people. Yeah, he was great. So I'm kind of like, can we do it since it's 1973, you know, maybe... Maybe the eighties, or maybe 80s or like, like what? Was it? Maybe nineteen ninety-seven. Whenever the whole thing happened with um, uh, uh, the Mutos in the first place, like whenever it happened with Japan. Oh yeah, like that was my thought. Um, like it happened somewhere else, and then the team's kind of like, uh, we know something that could probably help. 
Yeah, or just kind of like leading up to it, and then after like that whole earthquake happens, and they show up, and they're like, "Yeah, we can help." And yeah. then that just that's just like the end of the that movie. Um, but yeah, so. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, so um, Anna, so we're gonna go with swords. Swords. Samurai swords. Oh, you want to go with five out of five samurai swords? We can, or we can go with skull crushers. Oh, I was or gonna. Or skull. Crawlers. What are we gonna go with? I was gonna go with either five out of five John C. Rileys. Oh. <laughs> five out of five beards. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't like you. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut you. <laughs> He's like, am I talking right now? He's yeah. like, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, so Anna, what did you uh, what did you want to rate uh, Kong? Um, I, I think I'm, I kind of like the, uh... No, I just meant, like, what do you, oh. what you're going to be rating. I, I, I think I'm going to go with, uh, actually, five out of five beards. Five out of five beards? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a, uh, 4.5 beards. Really? Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the movie, I thought it was great, great lead-up to everything that, um, uh, it's just, it's, uh, it, I'm not saying, like, it's not a perfect, uh, monster movie, it's very enjoyable, and I can't wait for it to come out on... Blu-ray and stuff like that because I probably I will be picking that up because it's but, fun. No, it's you know it's, okay. I didn't give Godzilla a full like score. Oh really? For my rating, like I it really enjoyed Godzilla, but I didn't give it a hmm. you know like a ten out of ten. You can't just like look. It's I I I'll, I'll put it this way. The only, and this is the only why I agree with it and stuff like that because I keep finding out new shit with it. But yeah, I I would give Zelda a ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, like I rarely don't give out ten on ten because I'm always like, oh, it could have been, you know, I don't know, my my ideal thing or whatnot. But no, I'm excited. I'm, it's still a high rating. It's fun. I can't. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just fun. saying, like, in mo- for monster movies in general, I would rate it a five out of five. I mean, is it my favorite movie of all time? Well, no, but I mean, it is still very, very enjoyable, and I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Um. Actually, See, no, I, think, I, but I can't even remember my. I don't even know my favorite movie. Of all I was time. about to say, Anna, the best because I can't. If I give Kong five out of five, Godzilla: King of the Monsters come out. What do I give that? Five out of five? No, wait, Godzilla is gonna have four, four fucking monsters. This is true, and they're all Godzilla related. This is also we're, true. We're getting the okay. No one has seen Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah on the big screen in North America ever. That's a first. Good to know. See, this is exactly why I like talking to you, because you bring up, like, trivia shit that I would have no idea, and it's very interesting to me. Because the other... I just know a bunch of random, like, mythology shit. Because the only, like, movies it would have brought over to the U.S. was the Godzilla 2000, but none of those monsters were in it. They brought a brand new monster in for that movie. Then you did Godzilla, the very original one, when it was just Godzilla destroying a town. Then you had, like, Godzilla versus King Kong, because, of course, we're, like, American, King Kong versus Godzilla. So, of course, I was brought over to the States and stuff. But not a lot of Godzilla films came over. So, technically, yeah, they have not seen a lot of these monsters on the big screen. Plus, with the design of Godzilla and that how everything's fitting in right now, yeah, it's going to be going to be bitching. But, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe Bative, maybe Godzilla, King of the Monsters might be a shitty movie. And then I'll be like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't. Give Kong a five because I can give this one an even lower score, you know. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> no, you're good. Yes, uh, I'm done with it. <laughs> I know you tell me every day. Um, but no, yeah, I'm actually like really looking forward to where this goes because this is like 
Obviously, Godzilla and King Kong have never been my things, not necessarily because I wasn't interested, but just because it's not really something that I really had that much exposure to. So I am very interested to see, like, how it's going to go and, like, where it's going to go and everything like that. So, um, especially if they can get Tom Hiddleston to come back, because Damn son of a bitch, he's a great fucking actor. Ah. Kong with Tourette's? Uh, Parkinson's my Tom, my Tom Hiddleston impersonation <laughs> I'm Loki <laughs> I just love that, that video he's like I am Loki and the kid says something that just pushes him off the beat that chair uh, but yeah <laughs> so um, yeah so I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast slash codes fuck I can't remember my own fucking thing <laughs> code name site Omega podcast um, so yeah so uh, we'll be back next week with uh, two guests uh, they've been two guests already on socially awkward but they are coming to be horror cast because they are horror fans Woo! so we'll have uh, Matthew and Sarah from geeks who eat on next week's episode we so, should have them bring us food I think they're planning on it oh really cool yeah. I was just being a sn- snarky smart ass but that actually worked out very well uh, but yes yeah, so if you're looking to follow us you can go to twitter at be horrorcast we're also the same on instagram and also go to the facebook page backslash not another be horrorcast and if you have any stories or anything you'd like to share with us and stuff like that you can go to not another be horrorcast at gmail.com and send us an email and everything like that and we don't mean like grocery shopping stories we mean like actual paranormal or alien abduction stories because we would love to hear it so well, yeah so i think that's going to wrap up this episode i don't care about your grocery shopping that so. too um <laughs> all right anyway so that's gonna wrap up this episode anna unless you have anything else you would like to add nope all right then then until next time carpe noctum This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.